What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, all about power rankings. Let's get into it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. As always, special thanks to Wise Money Sports online, wisemoneysports.com. You have access to a daily professional portfolio. Every sport, every day, online, wisemoneysports.com. Start today for $9.99 on Twitter at WiseMoneySports. All right, so I do apologize for the late podcast. There has, uh, I was out yesterday. Um, grandma, Grams, man, she's 89. She's in hospice now and uh, a couple things going on with her. So I had to be there yesterday and uh, getting the Concept Tuesday show out a little late uh on Wednesday, even today, but I'll, I'll get this out, and then right after that, college football one, and uh, we should be back on track. But uh, like I said, today we're going to do power ratings, all about power ratings. I know that most of you have heard about power ratings or seen you know, ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS's power ratings, but today we're going to focus on power ratings as professional bettors use them, and I almost think there should be different... Ver- different you know, phrases, what we call the ESPN ones and the Fox Sports ones, and then what real pros use. Because, well, I, I mean, we're going to go through today, why do power ratings exist, how to make power ratings, and then how to use power ratings. So starting off with why do, kind of what are power ratings for? Why do they exist? Power ratings are meant to quantify how good teams are. And this is usually very individualistic. There's different people who have different methods for creating power ratings. But no matter how you create a power rating, it's meant so you can have something yourself and make a spread or make a line based on your power ratings. A power rating, again, when you're quantifying how good every team is in any given league, you can then say, or have a good idea of, well, how would they do on a neutral field? How would they do if Team A was home or Team B was at home. And you could start getting a good idea of what the line should be. And the better the power ratings, the more accurate what the line should be. And that's kind of how power ratings are used. So if you are going to bet sports professionally or if you're going to bet sports recreationally but want a good foundation of where to start, I recommend using power ratings. Now, there are a lot of ways to go about this. Let's talk about how to make power ratings. For the minority out there, but look, I mean, for the minority who don't know a lot about math or, you know, trigonometry or calculus or forgot all that stuff from school, I get it because I'm in that in that pool as well. But when I was doing this, when I was getting going for the first time, you kind of have to relearn or simply learn in the the first place a lot of these math concepts and kind of reteach yourself how to do math. So that's the first way is learn all about, I mean, start from algebra, and I, I did some self-teaching, some online courses, some tutoring, so on and so forth, and learn about Pythagorean theorem and regression models and all different things like that. So that's the first way, is if you can apply real math concepts, then that's really the easiest way to plug and play. Then you just kind of decide what stats are important in baseball. Do you use batting average? Do you use expected batting average, to use OPS, so on and so forth. And then you quantify everything and crunch it all together and 
And uh, that's how you create an algorithm. So I don't have to tell people who know math how to create algorithms. You just simply do that by integrating statistics that you think are important. And then obviously weighting. And I mean, that that's a whole show on itself, how you can... Do you wait 50% last year? If you, Let's say it's the beginning of a season and you're trying to get prepared. The NBA just started, right? Started last night. If you are trying to get prepared for the NBA season and you're doing all your homework, the process would go something like this. You take a certain amount of weight from last year's stats. Let's say 50% last year's stats, 25% the year before, you know, 12% the year before, and it's diminishing every year, so on, right? That So what that's essentially saying is last year, those stats are obviously the most important for how good we're projecting whatever team to be. And then we stratify that, you know, past the last couple of years. That's a very elementary, rudimentary example, but that's sort of the idea with, well, how much do you wait? How much do you factor in? And that's really individualistic. For I personally do it team by team. If there's a team who's been together for a while, the Patriots, and you're getting ready for the season with them, it's not that tough to say, well, how much do we weight the stats from three years ago? Well, they still had Belichick, Brady, somewhat similar defense, so on and so forth. It's not going to be that different. And then if you get a team that's brand new, the uh, LA Clippers, it's really tough to say, Two years ago, does that even matter? I mean, how much do those stats? How much are those stats even relevant for the Clippers? So it's very much an art as well. Yes, math helps a ton. It's a great starting point for creating uh, uh, power ratings, but it's also an art. Weighting statistics, which ones are important, so on and so forth, and math is obviously the 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 most the easiest way to create a power rating. But for the majority of you, and I'm assuming. Many people will want an easier way besides <laughs> taking courses and doing all that stuff for, to coming up with uh, power ratings. I recommend, and this is very beneficial, I recommend finding a good website you like and using their power ratings or finding a good website you like and using their power ratings as a starting point and then kind of adding your own twist. For the NBA, 538.com has these brand new, they're called Raptor power ratings and they develop a line based on these raptor ratings for every game every night these are publicly available the uh, complete methodology of how they do the, the 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 algorithm is available to the public it's very open information it's great to use 538 specifically for the nba and let's just use them for example today because there's a ton of different websites out there who offer something similar to power ratings like that there's a DRatings.com. There are, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Sports Insights has their power ratings. There's um, individual professionals who provide their power ratings, which, unless you're getting paid a ton by a pick seller to do that, I don't understand why people make their power ratings available. I never in a billion years would make my power ratings available to even, I mean, the people who I work the closest with, even. I keep those things to my chest, and I really value my own power ratings because, A, I worked my ass off on my systems, and B, that's kind of my own secret sauce. I mean, that's that's everything. <laughs> Your power ratings are everything. So I'm very kind of protective about mine, and you should be as well. If you're working hard on your power ratings they and believe in them, they should mean something. So find a good website that offers power ratings. I recommend 538 for, well, if you like to bet, hey, I mean, they have it for soccer too. Now, I can attest for this because I go very in-depth for the Premier League. 
I disagree often with 538 in soccer. I mean, they haven't had Premier League or they haven't had Liverpool as the best team in the last two and a half years. And I've had Liverpool the best team for a while now. I mean, I completely disagree with them on, on that team, but I digress. Find a good website you like. I definitely rep- recommend 538 for the NBA at least. Use their Raptor ratings and maybe even combine it with their ELO ratings. They have two rating systems themselves that they use. Uh, and then, and then mix in your own secret sauce. I mean, if you want to quantify it and do a little math, do that. Or if you just kind of want to freelance it and just kind of say, well, I don't know. I think they should be a little bit higher. I disagree. I think Boston should be above whoever, right? So that's kind of how you can make it your own. You don't always just have to use those numbers as they come. It is, after the, after, at the end of the day, your portfolio and your money. So don't just let someone else's algorithm dictate what games you're betting. But you know, like I always say, I don't, for my regular listeners, I don't bet the NBA uh, religiously. I don't have a system for the NBA. I, I, I do have, I originate. That's what it's called when you have your own system and you can kind of develop everything from scratch. I originate in hockey and soccer, primarily the NHL and the Premier League. But when it comes to the NBA, I use 538 as a starting point. I love their new Raptor ratings. It's very complex, very, very detailed. And the question is, do I think I could come up with a better system than Nate Silver and the team at 538 has come up with for the Raptor ratings in the NBA? The answer is hell no. I mean, that's, that, that is great what they have going on over there in the NBA. So when I cap NBA games, even though it's you know very rare, I start there. I start with those Raptor ratings, and then I add my own stuff. So that's definitely a good way to approach that. Find a good website, use their ratings, and add your own twist. And then, hey, if you're good at the math, just... When you add your own twist, just make it math-based. It's that much better. All right, now how do you use the power ratings? Well, it's pretty easy. When, you have, when you've done all the work to finally get these power ratings in order and you have these, these teams quantified, you can often make a line based on these ratings. Now, in football, I know that a lot of people who use power ratings, it's simply a system of how good is this team compared to the average team. So, for instance, I think uh, New England this year is about seven points better than average. The Indianapolis Colts would be uh, maybe average, uh, which means they're a a zero. So let's just use those two teams with those hypothetical power ratings. I have no idea if those are close to what those teams are today, but let's say it is. Let's say New England on the power rating system is minus seven and Indianapolis is minus zero. They're even, they're a pick them. Well, that means how good are these teams compared to the average team? That, that's all those numbers mean. So when New England hosts Indianapolis, New England's seven points better than Indy on a neutral field. That's what those ratings imply. Seven points better, neutral field. That's kind of the, uh, you take everything else out. That's just in a, in a vacuum how good those teams are. Most people know that in football, home field is worth three points. So it's easy math. If the New England Patriots are seven points better than Indy, if they're hosting Indy, the spread would be minus 10. If Indianapolis is hosting New England, the spread would be minus, or uh, excuse me, the spread would be New England minus four because they're seven points better, giving up three points to go on the road. So Indianapolis would be four uh, point underdogs at home. So that's how power ratings are used in a very, again, basic rudimentary sense for the NFL. And the same thing works in soccer and hockey and basketball and and, and 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 tennis and everything. You use these ratings to develop a line or a spread. 
And if you are just using a system to where you're kind of putting things through, uh, you're kind of being, you know, not too math-based with it, you're probably not going to get a good exact output, but at least you'll have a starting point. What should this be around, right? And, and that, that gets a lot of people further than, you know, you're going to be further than 80% of people betting if you just do that. You don't have to say New England's going to be exactly minus four. You don't have to say... Liverpool is going to be exactly minus 185, but you should be able to say, yeah, Liverpool is going to be a pretty big favorite here. You know, maybe quantify it, say, I think they're going to win around maybe 64, 65, 66% of the time, right around there. And if you do that, if you boil things down to a percentage, I would recommend going to ace odds, A-C-E, odds.com, and using their odds converter. It's great. You just type in the percentage. And, uh, it gives you what the line should be without new vig, obviously, or without any tax from the house. So uh, that's definitely a powerful website that I use all the time, and that'll help you get a very accurate line for whatever you think that uh, the, the percentage should be. So uh, when you use your power ratings, you definitely want to be able to get as close as you can to your own line, and then the more comfortable you get with your power ratings, the more accurate you think they are, then the more comfortable you feel spending money when you disagree with the market. Because as we all know, the market's pretty efficient. They're pretty good at what they do. So when you disagree on a game, you're going against years of data, years of their expertise, and you're saying, no, I have, you know, whatever. I have New England as a 10-point favorite at home. They opened up as an 8-point favorite at home. I'm taking the Patriots. Because why? You trust your power ratings. So power ratings are very, very useful the more you like them. And most pros have power ratings that go deeper. So that's kind of the last thing here is I call them micro power ratings. And if you do bet a sport in depth, like I bet hockey, uh, you should have power ratings for every position. I have power ratings for goalies. I have power ratings for forwards, right and left. I have power ratings for centers. I have power ratings for defensemen. So it shouldn't just be how good are these teams because you need to break it down more and more and say, well, how good are these teams what if there's an injury? What if there's uh, the goalie gets traded or a center gets hurt or a forward, they mix the lines up? How does that impact these teams? Because if you just have an overall flat rating for a team in hockey and then you go in and you see that they just put the third forward on the first line for that night, what does that mean? You have to be able to quantify that somehow. So that's why micro power ratings are so important. If there's a backup goalie and if there's a trade, if there's an injury, again, micro power ratings help you say, okay, now let's dive into the teams and change their power ratings individually because if you have, let's just go back to the NFL, if you have the, the New England Patriots is seven points better than average and Tom Brady gets hurt, you need to know how much Tom Brady's worth in those ratings. You can't just say, yeah, New England's worth seven. Well, why are they worth seven? There have to be things that build up to that seven. So... It does get detailed when you get into these power ratings, but they should be detailed because that's what this is. It's all detailed. It's all play-by-play, second-by-second, player-by-player. You need to know exactly what's going on, and the best way to do that is to quantify everything, in my opinion. This is how I do things. This is my best advice. Quantify everything you can or as much as you can. It makes it that much easier to go ahead and bet these games. So again, power ratings exist because you need to have a way... To, to, to put how good teams are to numbers. And once you can do that and feel comfortable doing that, you can make your own lines, you can disagree with the market and feel good about it, the better your power ratings are. And then once you start getting power ratings, it's only going to help if you start getting micro power ratings and get more and more detailed. All right, so that does it for today's show. I'm going to 
go back and listen and see what I missed because I know that was a lot of information. We may do another kind of concept show before next Tuesday and recap some of the holes if there are any. If you folks have any questions, want to discuss this further, you can catch me on Twitter at Tyler Walge. That's at Tyler W-A-L-J-E. Or, of course, the Sharp Angle Podcast has the its own Twitter as well, at Sharp Angle Pod. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.